Hey, this is Pastor Jeff Workmeister of Elevate Church, and welcome to our podcast. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope this inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the podcast. All right, this morning we're going to talk about your thought life. All right, so turn to your neighbor real quick, tell them to change your thoughts quickly before we get started. I want to say this, just starting off, that the course of our lives will always follow your strongest thought. The course of your life will always follow your strongest thought. Proverbs 4 verse 26 says this, give careful thought to the path of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Give careful thought to the path of your feet. You know, I did a little research, did a little Googling, all right? How many thoughts do you think that we think every single day? Yeah, how many? Those of you who weren't at first service. 5,000? Anybody else? 20 to 60,000? 60, Were you here first service? Just kidding. <laughs> so Google says 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts every single day, which is insane, all right? Which, I mean, it makes sense, you know, because you ever had like that time where you get on a little bit of a thought like train and like somehow you're thinking about like what you need to do today and then all of a sudden you're thinking about like ice cream, you know, like it's just like a, and then you kind of got to backtrack a little bit and, and kind of figure that out, you know, how did I get there? Whenever like me and my wife are in the car and it's like silent, she's like, what are you thinking about? And I'm like, <laughs> it's just, a bunch of, I don't know, <laughs> you know, it's just a, it's the most random thing in the entire world. But, you know, thoughts just happen, you know? Um, so obviously we have lots of thoughts every single day. I mean, our, our minds are incredible. But we have a choice every single day. And we have a choice on what thoughts are going to be strong in our minds and what thoughts are going to be weak. What thoughts are going to be strong and what th- thoughts are going to be weak? Kenneth Hagin, who knows who Kenneth Hagin is? All right, love him. Um, I never met him, but I love him. Um, He said this, you can't stop a bird from flying over your head, but you can stop it from making a nest in your hair. Meaning this, that you can't stop thoughts from coming into your head, right? They just happen. But you can stop thoughts from remaining there. You can stop thoughts from staying in your head. And we have a choice every single day what thoughts are going to be the strongest and what thoughts are going to be weak. And your thoughts that are strong are the thoughts that you feed. Meaning this, that the thoughts that you give attention to, the thoughts that you go through all the time and and you you give attention to and you, you constantly are thinking about them, those are the thoughts that are going to be the strongest because you're feeding them, right? I mean, I mean, growing up, if, if you have uh, a little baby or, or, you know, whatever, you're just your kids, in order for them to grow, they need to be fed, right? It's just common, it's not a trick question, it's just common sense, you know? But whatever you feed is what's going to be the strongest in your mind. So we have to decide what thoughts are going to be the strongest. You know, we all have views in life. We all have perspectives on relationships and marriage and politics and 
how the church should be ran or Jesus or whatever, you know? We all have views in our lives. We all have perspectives. But we can always trace those views back to our strongest thought. Our perspective in life is always linked to our strongest thought. And it's not bad to have thoughts in your head. It's not bad. Like I said, thoughts come and go. But we do have to make a choice on what is going to be strong and what is going to be weak in our minds. And the goal of today, the goal of today, if you could leave with one thing, the goal of your thoughts is this. 2 Corinthians 10 Verse five, it says this, we can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. We capture, like prisoners of war, every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. The goal is this. We have to learn how to control our thoughts. We have to learn how to control our thoughts. Just like it says in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5, it says we capture like prisoners of war. If you're a prisoner of war, you are underneath the control of whoever you're a prisoner of. We have to learn how to control our thoughts. It's your thoughts. It's your responsibility. All right? Everybody say this. My thoughts, my my responsibility. responsibility. We have to learn how to control our thoughts. And we have the ability to do that. God has given us the authority to do that. God has given us the, the ability to do that. And we're going to talk about that today. But God has given us the ability to not be controlled by our strongest thoughts, to not be controlled by what's going on in our our mind, but to control our thoughts and make them captive, make them prisoners. And so I want to talk about two things today that the Lord has really, really uh, been placing on, on my heart and really teaching me in my life of how to get these thoughts underneath control. Number one is this, is identify how you think. Identify how you think. In our lives, thoughts can be developed by how we grow up. In our lives, thoughts can be developed with what we experience, with how someone has talked to us before, what people have said about us before. You know, I, I said in first service that, you know, a lot of times uh, I can remember conversations that I've had with people And uh, I don't remember what they said, but I remember how they made me feel. And those feelings develop into thoughts. And those thoughts dictate our actions, how we see life, how we see ourselves, how we see Jesus, how we see our kids, our marriage, whatever it is. Those thoughts in our lives are what dictate the course of our lives. But it's really hard sometimes to identify what we are thinking, to really verbalize, this is what I'm thinking, or this is what is going on in my heart or in my mind. But we have to identify it because we can't change what we don't identify. 
We can't change what we don't identify. So we have to realize, we have to get to a place where we are understanding what we are thinking about so that we can live in freedom. And let me just say this, that God, God is in the business of freedom and God wants you to live in freedom. God wants you to not be controlled by the negative thoughts or what people have said about you or experiences in your life. God is not a God that will just leave you alone and let you defend for yourself. God is a God who will stand with you. And God is a God that will bring freedom to your mind and to your heart. So let's connect our faith to that. Let's connect our faith to that this morning. Let's realize that and let's know that, that God is a God that wants to set you free from any thoughts that are holding you back, any thoughts that are limiting you. But we have to identify these thoughts. Philippians 4 verse 8 says this, finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and, what, and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything praiseworthy, think continually on these things. Center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. Paul is giving us an outline for our thoughts, for how we should be thinking. Paul is giving us categories of how we should be thinking. And so really, it's like we could have all of your thoughts up on this screen right here. I think some of us would be nervous. But if we could have all of our thoughts up on this screen, could we take our thoughts and put it in one of these categories? Paul is giving us an outline filters for how we should think. We have to take what we are thinking and compare it to the word of God. Is it pure? Is it worthy of praise? Is it worthy of respect? Is it confirmed by God's word? This is what Paul is telling us, that we have to compare what we think to God's word. You know, a lot of things have been changing in the Chenoweth household, all good things. Actually, last time I preached, uh, my wife surprised me with a pregnancy test, and it was positive. There we are right there. Hello. There's a little nuggy. A little, a little chicken nugget. <laughs> I love them. But we found out that we were pregnant, On May 22nd, or not some May, sorry, on March, we bought a house, 22nd, there we are. I have to clap, it's fine, don't worry about it. I'm proud of it. <laughs> homeowner, baby, homeowner. I mow my grass. I, 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 <laughs> so I'm, so, all right, I'm surrounded. I'm surrounded, yeah. Hey, I just moved in, all right? That was just, all right, okay, it wasn't mowed yet. Um, all right, I, I am surrounded by retired uh, men and um, who have lived there like 50 plus years, okay? And 
I swear, I mean, they mow their grass three times a week. All right, okay, I'm like, I'm like there's, there's no difference. I'm like, I'm telling you right now. I'm like, you're just, you're just bored. Um, but, you know, and so it's just, it's inside of me to be like, I gotta mow my grass too. There's a lot of pressure, all right? So every time I hear that mower, I'm like, Bob, what are you doing back there? I'm like, honey, I'll be back. All right? But I love being a homeowner. It's pretty great. My house, uh, I love it. Uh, my position at the church was changing a, uh, a lot more, you know, responsibility and everything like that. But, you know, when the Lord uh, really changes things in your life and, and moves you on and life just happens, that's, those are the moments where the Lord really likes to reveal things in your heart if you allow him to. You know, like the Lord is always speaking. The Lord is always wanting to reveal. He's always wanting to uh, show you things in your heart. But we have to be open to it. We have to uh, allow him to do that. So, you know, this is, you know, grown up stuff. I mean, I, I just turned 28 and uh, I'm, I'm having a little boy, you know. And, uh, and so this is my responsibility, you know. I can't return him. So, <clears throat> yeah, he's not like a puppy. Yeah, <laughs> can't give him back. Um, but, but this is my boy, and I'm his, I'm his father, you know? And so when things like this happen, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of ugly stuff that just comes up, you know, in my heart and in my mind. And there's a lot, <clears throat> a lot of thoughts of failure. Like, am I going to be good enough? You know, he's my responsibility. Am I going to raise him right? Am I going to be, am I going to give him everything that he needs, you know? So there's a lot of thoughts of failure that just, that just come up in my heart, you know? And I remember it was this Easter, we had a prayer night, uh, the Thursday before Easter, and we were all, uh, the elders and the staff were praying in here, and, um, and Bill Price was just, uh, you know, giving some words for people, and I, I just remember that he just spoke over my life, you know, no more failure, no more failure. And so I just began to really pray about that. Just began to really go on this journey with the Lord. And every single day, I just began to write down exactly how I was feeling, the thoughts in my head. And I just encourage everybody just to kind of go on that same journey where if there's something going on in your life that you begin to just write it down, that you begin to just go on this, this journey uh, with the Lord. Ephesians 1 verse 17 says this, I also pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation that gives you a deep and personal and intimate insight into the true knowledge of him, for we know that the Father, for we know the Father through the Son. <clears throat> If you allow the Holy Spirit, if you give him permission, the Holy Spirit knows your thoughts better than you know yourself. He knows what you've been through. He knows what you've seen, what you've heard. The Holy Spirit knows you. And the good news is that the Holy Spirit is so loving and so caring. And the Holy Spirit, like I said, wants you to live in freedom but there is a journey that we have to go on with the Holy Spirit 
in order to identify what's going on in our hearts, in our minds. There's a revelation that needs to happen, and, and sometimes we, we realize it right away, but sometimes it's a journey of realizing what is going on in our hearts. So I just began to pray, and Lord, Lord, just show me what's going on in my heart. Show me what's going on. Show me why I'm thinking this. Show me why I believe this. And the Holy Spirit reveals it to all of us. He reveals revelation. He reveals insight. He reveals the deep things of our hearts. David prayed, Lord, search my heart. Search my heart. Because you know what's going on. You know the, the, the deep parts of my heart, and you know what's going on in my mind. So we have to identify it through the Holy Spirit, through the spirit of revelation. We have to identify what's going on. Number two is this, we have to replace it. We have to replace it. It's not enough to just identify thoughts in our minds and in our hearts, but we have to replace it with the word of God. And I know that, that in, this, in life right now, we, we want things fast, yeah. right? I got really upset the other day because the Chipotle by the church, if you work there, I'm sorry. But the Chipotle by the church moved to only online orders. And I just wanted to go in and get my food real quick, you know? <laughs> I didn't want to go on, order online, you know? Anyway, that's a separate album. That's, that's not in my notes. Um, but if, if the owner is listening right now, change it back. Um, but we want things fast, you know? We want things now. We want things instant right now. But replacing thoughts in our heads is a, it's a process. Romans 12 verse 2 says this, Do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by renewing by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes, there's a transformation that has to happen in our minds. There's a transformation that has to happen in our hearts. You know, a little science for you. I'm no science guy, but I do love Google. So um, I look smart. But um, in our minds, when a thought is formed, it... It's like a new trail in the woods, a new path in the woods. Our thought is, is happens, and, and the more that we feed it and the more that we uh, meditate on it, and it becomes a new path in our mind. And I don't know if you've ever been hiking or four-wheeling, whatever it is, but if you go into the woods, there's usually already a path that you're going to take. And so when it comes to replacing thoughts and forming new thoughts, what you are doing is you are forming a new trail in your mind. And it takes a while. I grew up uh, and we had this, this creek and it was down this big steep hill and super dangerous. I don't know why my parents would let me go out there, but just a daredevil. But there was a trail that went down, or there was another 
or there was just other areas. And for some reason, I just always wanted to go up the area, not, not the path. You know, I always wanted to make it hard, you know, to get up there because I felt like a Marine or something. I don't know. But, but this is what's happening in our minds. And this is what we have to do is that transformation is a process. Transforming our mind is a process that you are blazing a new trail in your mind. And that doesn't always happen so fast. I don't know if you've ever tried to cut through woods. It doesn't take, you know, it doesn't take two minutes. It takes a while. John 8, 31 through 32 says this, Jesus said to the Jews who believed in him, when you continue to embrace all that I teach, you prove that you are my true followers. For if you embrace the truth, it will release true freedom into your lives. We all love verse 32. But we'll know the truth. The truth will set us free. But Jesus makes it very clear in verse 31 that if you continue to embrace all that I teach, if you continue, if you continue, if you continue, there is a process of continuing that blazes a new trail in our minds. There's a process of keep going every single day. There's a process of speaking the word over your life every single day that blazes a new trail in your life, that blazes a new trail in your heart and in your mind, and you have to keep on going. Because sometimes blazing a trail just is hard. It's hard work. It's a choice every single day to keep, keep going, to continue every single day. Worship team, you can come on up this morning. Transformation is continuing. Just something practical that I just began to do in my life is this, is that I just begin to, just begin to speak things over my life. I begin to declare things over my life every single day. And when I first started doing this, I'll be honest with you, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe exactly what I was saying. But I begin every single day to speak it and speak it and speak it and speak it. And when we do that, we begin to form a new trail in our hearts. We begin to form a new trail in our minds. And all of a sudden, it begins to change us freedom from a, freedom from the way that we view ourselves freedom from the way that we view Jesus freedom from the way that we view our marriage freedom from the way that we view our kids freedom 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 and it's blazing that new trail but it's a every single day continuing 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 and it doesn't matter 
If you don't believe it the first day, if you don't believe it the second day, if you don't believe it the hundredth day, you keep on blazing that trail. And freedom will happen. It's the transformation in your mind that needs to happen, but it's continuing. So I'm going to share a couple things. I've got a long list, but I just, just chose a couple of them. I declare today, I'm going to get through this. I did it first service. I declare today that I'm loved by God. That no one else's love could fill my heart like His. No one else's love could take His place. I declare today that my God is more than enough. I will never need for anything. No one or any situation will be able to give me what my God can. I will never want for anything. I will never need for anything because the Lord is my shepherd. I declare today that I'm confident because I'm created by God. I'm God's workmanship and God doesn't make junk. I'm God's masterpiece creating Christ Jesus. I'm enough because he wants me. He doesn't make anything that he doesn't want. God wants me before he needs me. And I am confident today that I'm going to be a loving father, giving my son confidence and security, making sure that he knows that he is loved by me and Jesus. He is a gift from God. He is a treasure. My son will have everything that he needs because God is my provider. It doesn't matter. Sorry. It doesn't matter if you don't believe it today. It doesn't matter if you don't believe it today. But the more that you speak things over your life is the more that God will bring freedom into your heart, freedom into your mind. You begin to blaze that new trail and you begin to think differently. You begin to think differently. In your hearts, in your minds, Proverbs says that as a man thinketh in his heart, so shall he become. So shall he become. So if we begin to blaze trails in our hearts, trails in our minds, the more we speak it, the more it becomes real, it becomes revelation, it becomes intimate insight into our lives, and the more faith begins to rise up in our hearts. And we will live in freedom because that's what our God wants to do. But there is a transformation that needs to happen. There is a continuation that needs to happen in our lives to blaze that new trail. Come on, won't you stand up this morning? I'll just, uh, I'll end with this. I just want to, I want to share one more thing that I just, the Lord's just been speaking to me about. And just a new trail that I've just been blazing. I had a lot of thoughts in my head that I have to be the best at what I do. I have to be the best. I have to be seen. I have to prove myself in order to have value in my heart. 
That was just a strong thought. If I'm being honest, it's just a strong thought. But I remember, I remember one morning, I was just praying. And again, just seeking the Lord about wisdom. Show me what's going on here. Show me what's going on, Holy Spirit. And I just, I felt it, heard it so clearly. And I believe that this is something that we all deal with. But the Lord just spoke to me so clearly. He said, you don't have to be the best. You don't have to be seen. You don't have to prove yourself. You just have to be my son. That's it. You just have to be my son. And I believe that the Lord is speaking that over some people this morning. You don't have to prove yourself. You don't have to come to the Lord all cleaned up. You just have to be my son. You just have to be my child. You just have to be my daughter. The only value in life is being a child of God. That's the only value that we will ever have. What we do here in life is excellent and but the only value we'll ever have is being a child of God. Because when we just accept that we're a son and we just accept that we're a daughter, that's all he wants. There's so much value in that. That's our purpose. It's just to be a son, just to be a daughter, just to be a child of God. Well, let's pray this morning and with every eye closed, we just say, Matt, I know that there's thoughts, there's strong thoughts in my heart, strong thoughts in my, in my mind, and I just, I need the Holy Spirit to just reveal it to me. I need the Holy Spirit to take me on this journey. If that's you, I want you just to throw up your hand right now. We're just going to pray for you this morning. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Have your way. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Father, in our hearts, in our minds, we give you permission. We give you permission to search our hearts. We've all experienced things in life. But you're a God that doesn't leave us. You're a God that doesn't abandon us. But you're a God that wants freedom in our lives. So I'm asking Holy Spirit right now that you would have your way in our hearts, have your way in our minds, Have your way, Lord Jesus. Have your way. Show us. Reveal to us. Give us intimate insight, Lord, on what is going on in our minds. What's going on in our hearts so that we can form that new trail. So that we can form that new trail of thinking 
that leads to freedom. God, we thank you for freedom, that your people can live in freedom, that we don't have to be limited, we don't have to limit you, but we can live in freedom, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being with us, for revealing, for showing. You're so good. You're so good. Father, I just pray for your people, for your church, that this week we would walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, that just like 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5 says that we make prisoners of those thoughts that hold us back, of those thoughts that have been holding us back for years, of those thoughts of what that person said. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that this week we walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and we blaze that new trail. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Why don't you just take just a few moments and just worship Jesus this morning. Just thank Him this morning. Just fix your eyes upon Jesus. Lift up your voice right now. Lift up your praise to Jesus. Just thank Him. Thank Him for freedom. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, we love you. We love you. We are nothing without you. I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives this week. The power of the Holy Spirit. We love you. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Come on, why don't you get up for Jesus this morning? He's so incredibly good. So incredibly good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hey, we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. such an honor to be up here. It really is. We love you guys. All right. Have a great week. We'll see you next week.